Hi and welcome along to this week's edition of The Rodcast with me, Paul Johnson. I hope you're good, I hope you're well, and I hope you've survived the wind as well. My God, the wind down our way, I tell you, it's been absolutely ludicrous. Um, I don't know whether you've managed to get out and done any fishing over the last couple of days. I struggled to even walk along, let alone go out the beach and fish, but uh, I did get out uh, for a very short while, and that was only to test a lovely reel I just got hold of from a company I knew little about until now. And that is a company called Akios. So you never stop learning. So I'll be telling you all about the Akios Air Loop Fixed Ball Reel later on in the Tackle on Test feature. A very nice reel, I have to say. Also coming up on this week's broadcast, I'm going to be talking about that mysterious animal called an eel. Yes, the eels. Ah, they've had a bad press over the years. People don't like catching them. They've been depicted in folk songs as being poison. You name it, it's all happened for the poor eel, but they are an amazing animal. And I'll be talking to you all about eels and how to catch them as they stream now into our seas in May and June. And that is the silver eel. And that's in our species section. So welcome along, one and all, to the Rodcast. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, it's that tackle on test time of day on the broadcast this week. And I was quite surprised to be given a reel by a company that I'd not known anything about before. I mean, I do get out a bit and uh, I do do a fair bit of fishing, as you probably know. But I'd never heard of an Akios reel. So when I first started looking into this Akios business and where the company is and where they've come from, Akios actually translates from Japanese to new beginnings or the start of something new, which kind of makes sense because the guys behind Akios, the company, used to work for one of the major manufacturers of fishing equipment in the world. And when they was made redundant, they decided to start their own company, taking good quality components into making it affordable for affordable equipment. And that's the whole idea of the Akios brand. 
Now, apparently, Akios have been building a good brand across the UK since around about 2016 now. And the Akios Air Loop R10, which is the reel I've got to look at, is a heavy-duty beach casting long cast fixed ball. Now, I love these reels. I like a big, chunky fixed ball. I am actually a fixed ball man. So I quite like the idea of getting another big fixed ball online. And if it's a quality reel and it's worth the money, that can only be good. This one in particular, the Akios R10 Air Loop, has high-strength composite body, if so they say in the literature, and a rotor. It has eight plus one stainless steel shielded ball bearings, so that means the salt, in theory, shouldn't get into it when you're out on the beaches with it. A corrosion-resistant anti-reverse bearing. Two adenized aluminium spools are included with this. All that means basically is it comes with two spools. A lot of reels do these days. Shimano started doing this years ago, and that's one deep spool um, for your monofilament line, and one shallow spool where you don't need as much depth in your spool. If you're going to be using in braid or some of the modern lines which are much thinner but still very strong so the shallow spool comes into its own there um, ergonomic power handle well to me that's nothing new you know Shimano and Daiwa and the companies like that have been doing ergonomic handles now for many many years many years gone by um, before we've actually had block handles as such carbon multi-disc drag for optional drag performance which is good and a long cast angled spool lip which basically means again it's not rocket science in fixed balls these days the angle at the top of the spool lip is quite sharp and that basically means that the line comes off the reel quicker if you can imagine a reel that's got a spool lip that is quite pronounced the line's got to hit that lip as it flies out which is going to slow it down the Akios Air Loop R10. Basically, what they're saying is the angle of the top of the lip of the spool has been cut down so the line flies off of your spool quicker. And looking at it closely, it does look a very sharp angle, which means the line should, in theory, fly off with no problem at all. Now, I'm a bit old school. I don't use much braid. Um, so I loaded it with the deep spool and uh, I had this reel loaded with just a 18 pound monofilament line, uh, which is about what I'd fish for usually usually go up to 20 maybe 25 in the winter but coming into the summer i would always load a reel a fixed ball with about 18 pound breaking strain line on me reel so i load it with that the bail arm is very good actually it's quite a big bail arm on this and apparently it's a hollow bail arm so that was a a, a thing that makes it a bit lighter to turn uh, we have a tough worm drive gearing so they say titanium coated line roller which is good an anti-line drop system and a handle lock. The deep spool on this will hold 290 yards of 20 pound mono, which is a hell of a lot of line. I mean, I'm never going to cast 290 yards. I don't know who would, um, but I like to uh, back it up right to the top of the lip in order for that to fly off when I'm using 18 or 20 pound line. The shallow spool will hold 350 yards of 16 pound line, or as I said before, it's good for braid if you're that way inclined. The gear ratio is about standard for these big fixed balls. It's 4-1-1 and the bearings are 8 plus 1. 
The line recovery on this is 34.5 inches per turn, 87.5 centimetres, a very good ratio, a very fast reel for reeling those weights back in, and hopefully if you've got a decent fish on, a muscling a bigger fish in if you need to. A minimum drag is 22 pound, that's not bad, that's about average for a fixed ball, and the weight is 620 grams, which is quite a good weight for a fixed ball. Now this reel's pitching itself really really into the die hour emblems uh, the Mitchell big four fixed balls and also it's targeting right in the slot where you're looking at Shimano 8000 Aerolex 10,000 those sort of reels now it's a competitive market because these reels are top end for fixed ball casting reels and it's a really quite a battle and um, the colors are good on this it's a quite a nice attractive color actually it's a white and black reel which is looks quite different but actually does look a little bit like some of the cheaper reels i'm not quite sure at the moment whether i like the sort of black and white uh, coloring but what the hell are we talking about coloring for let's see how the reel actually performed when i went up the beach with it to Denjmarsh beach and i strapped it on to my old faithful leader riptide 13 foot rod uh, which is a rod which is stiff but it's got a flexible tip on it hasn't changed much most rods these days of 13 and 14 foot fixed balls are of that sort of ratios you can buy this reel for 120 quid ish so how did it do well it did feel smooth i've got to say the reel did feel kind of quality in its turning and its mechanisms but whatever's inside this reel wherever the components are made it really doesn't matter what i'm really interested in when i have any piece of gear is is it going to last me and is it going to actually cast as well as i like a reel to cast a fixed ball reel is it going to retrieve good and quickly if i need to and is it going to be meaty enough to rein in a big fish should i ever be lucky enough to catch something big i.e a nice 12 pound bass i'd like to see how it performs pulling that in off the shore and i'd like to see how it performs on picking up a really nice big ray or a thornback ray of something of those natures when they stick to the bottom and you've got to muscle that off i'd like to see how the reel perform there so strapped it onto my rod it felt good i like the little uh the straight bit of the uh reel seat where it fits into the seat a nice uh, shape there for you to hold the line i would kind of prefer a little curve where your finger fits in like the diowas have and uh and the shimano's a little concurve where you can put your finger in to hold the line this hasn't got that it's a quite a straight angled so when you release the bail arm you're holding it on a fairly straight piece of metal which leads up to where the where the reel is actually attached having said that i cast a five ounce weight with it and i used a, a basically a single hook uh, running trace at first just to see how that goes uh, slimming it down to the minimum i could it did fly i mean it really did fly out quite nicely the small does work well with that shallow angled lip the line did really fly off nicely i would say fairly good i mean it doesn't really if i was casting with my dire emblem could i tell the difference i'm not quite sure but for all i know this reel the akios airloop r10 did cast well and it did fly off the line really did fly off of that long spool ideal for beach casting the take up on it was good the feel of reeling the uh, weight 
rating was good. What I was quite interested in was how it performs on a constant pumping, like your mackerel fishing type thing that we spoke about last week. I wanted to see how that reel starts performing when you're pulling weights up and down, searching for those mackerel. Seemed to go okay. It's got the speed, which is a good thing. It's got a fast retrieve speed on this, so it's quite good for tempting those mackerel. And if you're maybe spinning with a big bass lure, it's got the speed to sort of mimic, which I think is, is quite a good thing. It wasn't long before I got into some fish. Sadly, just flatties. I, I didn't get any big fish. Um, I know at night I wanted to take it out there. Maybe I should uh, go up there of a night time with it. Uh, but I did pick up some uh, uh, some bass, a couple of bass actually, which was quite a nice little catch. But they weren't big bass, so it's difficult for me to actually find how this reel would perform with a big fish on it. You know, we can't always catch big fish when we have these reels. Sadly, probably why it's called fishing and not catching, as they say. But all in all, it felt good. Um, I jumped up to a six ounce weight just to see how it performed with that again it handled that with no problem at all and it felt good the question is on my mind is how long will it actually last we know that when you buy big fixed ball reels of this ilk they last a long time uh, my Shimano I had absolute donkey's years the Aerolex range do last a long time because their gearing is good high quality still and their brass fittings are excellent whether the Akios Air Loop R10 will stand the test of time is really another question I'm not sure but I'm not here to sort of pull it apart all you can judge it on really is how it fished and how it cast and I must say it casted really well and felt really good with the bass three pound i had three pound bass it handled that quite well i changed rigs to a two hook flapper be a bit that way inclined i was fishing in between the lull before the storm if you like uh, before we had the strong winds so i was after maybe some some place and casting out to reach those place was, wasn't too bad with this. I would say it was on par with my Daiwa emblem, which I've used now for many years, and it flew out on par with that. So when you're looking at the price range of a brand new reel, about 120 quid, it is cheaper than buying a Mitchell, maybe, or even a, a Shimano, and certainly cheaper than buying a Daiwa. So it kind of fits with the top end, but it's a little bit alien in the fact that it's a little bit cheaper. Is that a good thing? Well, it could be that that it's, it's placing itself in the market just below uh, the top end reels which is good making them a little bit affordable and if it is as good as they say it is and it's very easy to make kind of good glossy videos on this uh, as I said before the only thing that will really tell us is does the Akios Air Loop last over a number of years and if I'm still doing this podcast I will let you know how that gets on in our tackle on test of time but all in all, the Akios Air Loop, I would say it's a good reel to buy. It's uh, been out of stock a lot, so it must mean that there's a lot of them going out. So a lot of places are out of stock of it, which means to me that they are selling a lot of these reels. So sooner or later, we'll be getting a general feel from all the anglers that are using it, how long it's actually going to last. But that's your tackle on test, the Akios Air Loop R10. Yeah, I liked it. It's good. But will it last? Who knows? Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create podcasts? If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen. Listen, bitch. Oh, Listen, make, make, make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Uh, I, I, will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both up. <laughs> for the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm so let's glad go. no one can see me right now because I'm doing, I was doing some weird dance moves. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You, the well-being podcast. So I just became a lot more productive and happier. Mm. And for me, like, that's just worth it. The Weekly Roast, Music in My Life, and How Are You? Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. Well, now it's that time where we're going to be talking species on this week's broadcast. And I'm glad to say, at long last, I'm going to be tackling, pardon the pun, the issue of eels. Those slimy, horrible creatures that everybody, not all of us, hates catching. And some people love catching. It's a kind of marmite fish of our seas and rivers, if you like. And I say seas and rivers because this creature lives in freshwater and it actually lives in seawater as well. Now there's only two species of eel. This is where the confusion comes in. There's the silver eel or the European common eel and there's the conger eel. That is the only two fish that us anglers ever get used to and ever come across. Now I can't talk about eels and catching them without telling you a little bit about their strange life cycle. They are an amazing creature which actually live in the freshwater rivers of the UK and they actually go 
and into the sea as well and they do this on a yearly basis in a big life cycle and it's taken years for this to be worked out by lots and lots of scientists over the years and theorists who studied eels and decided when they decide to migrate where they go to spawn and all sorts of things in fact decades and decades have gone by before we could actually work out the life cycle of the eel and thanks to modern technology and scientific research we now know exactly what they do where they go and what their life cycle is so the life cycle of the eel is as follows and i'll be as brief as i can firstly the fully grown silver eel aged anywhere between 10 and 35 years old will stop feeding and the bodies of females will become very heavy with eggs the silver eel will then begin its 4,000 mile migration from europe to the sargasso sea around cuba florida and the caribbean once there the eels will spawn and produce eggs and soon afterwards the adult eels will die that's a bit grim isn't it but the eggs hatch and the larvae begin to drift in the tide going with the tide as it's called once the larva has grown they begin to swim back towards europe this journey is amazing and it may take over a year once they are close to the european coast then they begin to change into strange looking completely transparent immature eels known as the glass eel they actually look like streaks of glass when you look at them amazing thing the glass eels enter the estuaries and begin migrating up our rivers into fresh water and they travel upstream into our rivers and this is why lots of projects around the uk are now setting up passageways called transportation ports for eels so they can get upstream where they need to go once established in their freshwater habitat they begin to change into what we call alvers in other words baby eels as alvers grow they get bigger and bigger they take on a yellowy color this is where people get confused thinking there's different types of eels they then change to a light brown color and change shape during this stage this is amazing they are known as yellow eels or less commonly brown eels and it may stay at this stage for years possibly decades before they do anything else at some point the yellow eel will transform into a silvery color and then it will begin to travel out of our rivers down the rivers into the estuaries and that is what usually happens around about may or june then they are known as silver eels the silver eels will travel down rivers and if necessary over land through the grasses until they get into the sea and it's at that point we start to catch what we know as silver eels then they do the whole life cycle again crazy huh now the scientific name for these which i always like having a go at is the angulia angulia i thought i did that quite well uh anyway uh they're also known quite simply the, if it's say it an easier way and that is the european eel common eel and at the different stages of their life they've got several names and that includes glass eel that's when they're tiny elvers when they're a little bit bigger yellow when they're medium and brown eel when they get bigger now the size of these creatures can grow up to five foot in length 20 pound uh, but that's a very rare size of an eel the shore call average is around about one to three pounds the uk minimum size on all silver eels is not really worth talking about because we're not really meant to keep them they are slightly endangered and the best thing to do with them if you can get them off your hook is to put them back in the uk record is 11 pound two ounces but that's listed as a freshwater 
record and I'll tell you a little bit about that a little bit later on. They were once abundant all around our island of the UK and Ireland and the rest of Europe but they are actually really dying off now as a species. Obviously they're not in danger of being extinct as such and they're absent in a lot of areas where we once found a lot of eels. I mean I remember being in the River Medway fishing when I was a kid and we used to catch loads of these eels. You wouldn't usually go a session without catching an eel but that's not the case anymore. So even like me if you've been fishing a long time you will notice that the amount of eels around and being caught has actually gone down quite dramatically in the last years and and there's a number of reasons for that and now silver eel are a critically endangered species technically speaking the silver eel is currently classed as a critically endangered species by the IUCN that's the International Union for the Conservation of Nature meaning that there are imminent risk of extinction but that's a little bit exaggerated I don't think personally we're that far down the road but a lot of research has been added to Greenpeace's red list of endangered species etc so we do need to look after these silver eels there's a number of reasons for the decline of numbers commercial harvesting has certainly played its part and um, the fact that eels were exploited actually all the way through their lives bless them from the little ones up to the big ones they're a big eating delicacy in Asia which has prompted some black market activity as well so they're a troubled species with a troubled life really and when you think of the journey they go through around their life cycle it's a really strange thing that they're becoming a little bit endangered and not a pleasant thing uh, they are a really quite a wonderful creature um, in recent years there's seen a number of different measures taken to reverse the decline in ill numbers uh, in Britain especially there's been lots of conservation efforts to help the eels migrate past the rivers where they can't usually get through making little places they can swim around the barriers. The River Parrot actually in Dorset has got a transport system for them. Uh, strangely enough it's a transport system for eels uh, a really interesting project there they've done and this helps them pass the barriers and returns them to the river. There's also Europe restocking schemes to keep the numbers up so I'm sure they will survive after all they've been with us millions of years and I hope they don't go away too soon. So how do you catch them I hear you cry or actually do you really want to catch them uh, that is the uh, question on our lips today because a lot of people hate catching them because they are very slimy uh, I've got a little tip for you there I'll tell you about that a bit later on how to stop it wriggling and snagging up your gear when you're unhooking an eel I first came to love these things when we did a, a freshwater feature with our, our mate the specimen hunter Nate Green when he went eel fishing up in a small lake by us and I joined him and he told me some great things about them and gave me better respect for these lovely slimy creatures so if you want to catch them this is the time of the year to go eel fishing now they will feed on crab they love peeler crab they also like ragworm bear in mind that they lived in fresh water as well they basically eat anything but they do prefer crab and they do prefer small strips of fish as well being a fish eater uh, when they come into the rivers and into the salt water because their gills allow them to, to feed in the fresh water and in the salt water in fresh water they're akin to eating dead baits i remember when nate went fishing for them up our little lake he was using dead bait little little tiny roach and rud and they were taking those he caught a couple of eels that night and i was quite surprised at uh, the size of the fish 
fish that the eels was actually eating now that doesn't change as they hit the salt water so you will be uh, not too far wrong if you're using peeler crab or you're using small mackerel strip or ragworm or lugworm depending on the area certainly in the muddier rivers and estuaries as they hit the sea ragworm is a good one and crabs is a good bait out into the open water uh, mackerel strip might be advisable uh, maybe some blueies um, and some ragworm that's all good baits if you want to catch eels and also with catching eels the rigs need to be quite simple obviously they do wriggle they are slimy that's their protective slime that they have in their body naturally and when you catch them they will wriggle they're wrapped around your wrist and they'll snag your gear up so keep it simple i always fish for them with a single hook running trace and i tend to have quite a long snood so that when i get the eel up and out of the water i can hang it low so it doesn't curl itself up and all into my weight and all up the main line or into your shock leader now i was telling you about a tip earlier on how to get them many years ago an old boy i was fishing with showed me a little trick he said what you want to get is a length of waste pipe in other words the white pvc pipe that goes uh, out of your house down from your sink into your drain and that's about an inch and a half to two inches in diameter cut along it so you then have a split in it you can do that with a junior axle or any sort of saw that will cut plastic and now what you can easily do then is when you've got the eel hang him down on your long trace on your long snood i prefer to use uh, thread all that through the slit pull him through the pipe that keeps him nice and straight he can't wriggle anywhere keeps all the slime inside the pipe as well pull him out a little bit get to his head just put your finger on his head gently and then you can unhook the eel without getting covered in mess and without him turning into a figure of eight and snagging all your wrist and you <laughs> wrapping yourself around your wrist and all the wonderful things that eels do when they're caught um long shank hooks are good number two long shank hooks i tend to use uh, they're easier to get out um you don't really need big hooks with massive great big barbs in them because eels tend to swallow the hook quite a lot so the smaller the hook uh, is easier to get out and the little narrow hooks mean that you can easily uh, get them out even if you have to use a disgorger and do treat them carefully and, and put them back in when you've caught them uh when i did catch some with nate um not that i caught them but nate was up fishing in the lake one night when they was in the freshwater season up here in the winter he was fishing and he showed me when he caught a couple of eels and it thought i thought it was an old wives tale but if you stroke them they go into a kind of hypnotic state as well so if you can lay them on the shingle and just stroke them gently they tend to go almost into a trance which allows you to unhook them as well and i didn't think that was true until nate actually showed me it good old nate green our freshwater specimen hunter showed me that trick um so that's another way but the plastic pipe is a good way of threading your line through it pulling him through and unhooking him that way it eats fish it eats worms and it eats crabs and crustaceans it eats that when they lived in the sea but they also live in fresh water and that's where they eat small fish dead baits frogs insects and larvae so they're quite a, an adaptable creature and uh, this is what is really quite weird about them so to catch them all we need is uh, reasonably standard gear really uh, normal beach casters is fine if you're in the estuaries you could get away with a carp rod for a bit of fun and a slightly lighter weight um a running trace would be best a uh, single hook running trace size two long shank hooks is what you need and i would say a long snood single hook around about 12 to 18 inches long casting wise sometimes they're out a long way sometimes they're 
coming close. So it's a case of casting long and short until you find where they are. But long single hook running traces are better, the simpler the rig the better. As I say, that way, when you do get them, you don't get them all tangled up and you've got a bit of hanging space, as it were. And that is how you catch eels. So, if you want to go out and get them, good luck to you, and I hope you catch some, but do treat them well and put them back after. So that's it for this week's edition of the Rodcast. We've run out of time. I do hope you've enjoyed it. And I do hope I've enlightened you a little bit about those lovely eels. They ain't too bad after all, are they? And um, join me again next week when we'll be talking more tackle, more tips, more baits, all on the Rodcast. And don't forget to tell your mates to make a date with the Rodcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.